Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. I'm here with Jennifer Nagel and we're going to talk authenticity. We're going to talk about how to show up as your true self, your best self, your best first impression. Um, And I know it's going to be a blast. We had barely got to recording because off camera, we were just like, like little girlfriends who hadn't like seen each other in 20 years. And so I know this will be a great conversation as well. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hey, Sarah, I'm doing really great. And I absolutely enjoyed our warm up conversation. And maybe after this, we can go back to (laughs) I literally was like telling her my deepest, darkest secrets. It was <laughs> same, <laughs> you know, all those things that we were told never to talk about politics, religion, family. Yeah. We, we hit on all that. We hit on that. Yes. <laughs> and and we did it often authentically, right? Like That's it was right. our authentic selves, which is probably what tipped it off, you know, as we knew we were going to talk about what it means to be authentic, not that being authentic always means telling your deepest, darkest secrets. Uh, but in our case, we, we've, we've been following each other for a while. We kind of thought this is a safe space to land. So, (laughs) well, Jennifer, when you, I asked you what your favorite thing was to talk about Mm -hmm. and you, you brought up this idea of authenticity. So why did you say that? Well, why is that your favorite thing to talk about? Yeah, most people know me as a connector and, uh, you know, they call me the connection queen or Jennifer, you're a business matchmaker. You know, what kind of special magic are you doing? And the answer is, you know, nothing. (laughs) I, um, I think the biggest thing that I have done and why people call me a connector is because I just started being myself. And that was huge for me. Your audience can't see me, but I am a black woman. I, um, for 15 years, worked in a very, in a higher education administration environment, which was extremely by the rules. There's a lot of internal politics. And so I never really felt like I could show up as myself. I always felt like I had to be on. I had to look a certain way, talk a certain way, not to talk about certain things. But um, when I became an entrepreneur, one of the things that was really exciting for me was the ability to like, finally, you know, let my hair down and be myself and come to the table as Jennifer. And Jennifer is funny and weird and tells bad jokes and sometimes does her hair and sometimes doesn't, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that particularly after the pandemic, Mm-hmm. Um, we all were very reflective collectively as a culture, as a world, really, about who we wanted to be. And, you know, we had these under we had live examples of life is short and I want to be able to be myself. I want to connect and be with and spend time with people that I actually care about. And I want to be my honest self. And so um, that really reflected in my business as well. I actually was doing something else and then realized it's like, you know what, this is what I'm good at and I like it. I don't love it and it's not 100% me. It's not all of me. And so I changed what I did in my business to go from being a fitness coach to being more of a community facilitator for women in online business. And I, one of my values is being boldly authentic because I think we need that. We absolutely need that in order to just connect to humans. Because if you look at everything that we see, it's like perfectly curated and airbrushed and 
this person says this thing the right way. And, and if they say it the wrong way, then there's like 16 articles written on it. And like, you know what, that's just not who we are. I mean, we're regular, normal people. We have flaws. We, we, we're not perfect. We, but why don't we just show up that way? And I just found when I finally did, I had just the greatest enjoyment out of my business. I, I had some wonderful friends, people that I've really connected with. And it just has made such a positive impact in my personal life and my business life and just how I get to show up every day. So that's my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> I want to reflect back on a couple of things I heard from you. So two things when we talked about being authentic, right? So we started this conversation with, I turned on the camera and I had like just gotten a spray tan and then the ring lamp made me look like, like a, like a bad angel, like not like a good one. It was like a, just like a shiny, like, like a bad angel. Right. And I was like, Oh dear, I'm gonna have to move, you know? And so there's that P and I was like, sorry, Jennifer, I'm just gonna have to move. And there's that piece of authenticity. And then we got to the, you know, joking about the um, deepest, darkest secret piece of the authenticity. But you mentioned something that I really want to point out, especially to women and you were able to just then say what you were good at. You didn't apologize for it. You didn't minimize it. You didn't say, well, it's not a big deal because everybody's good at that, right? You really owned those strengths. And in a world, obviously, I did today, in a world where we kind of, we sometimes we think about authenticity as just talking about the worst things that have ever happened to us. And there's also a much where I want to take up more space in people's lives is being able to say, this is what I'm good at. You know, Jennifer's a connector, right? She's in, like, you didn't use the term networker, but you're able to create these webs of networks and these communities by truly being you, by truly being yourself and showing up as that, like that's a superpower, right? And so being authentic is also knowing what those superpowers are and being able to say them. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, a couple weeks ago in our community, we had um, we often invite like workshop speakers in, and there was a particular speaker we brought in, and she was phenomenal. And we were like, "Wow, you're so great!" And she said, "I'm really great at what I do," and it was so good for her to say that because I think all of us are taught like what you're saying, especially as women, this, we have to be humble and, you know, we don't have to announce to the world. And I definitely think there's a difference between bragging and being a jerk about it versus just stating facts. And the thing is, I love that she stated a fact. I'm very good at what I do. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I can see that. And I'm, I'm good at connecting with people. Um, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but this is the thing that my God-given talent that I just do. It's, it's fun for me. I enjoy it. And I love teaching other people how to do it in a way that makes sense for them. So yeah, taking up space and being honest about who you are, good, bad, and ugly, I think is a key part of connecting in an authentic way. It's not just the vulnerability. And that's, I think, what you were saying. It's not just the, this is when my whole life fell apart and everybody needs to know that. No, it's, sometimes it's like, oh, I love pizza. Here are my badass dogs. It's like, here's what I do. <laughs> it's just, well, and, and, if, and if I may, I think you'd agree with me on this. Um, there are a lot of women who are currently getting famous talking about 
I, what I call wearing trauma on your t-shirt, you know, and it's kind of like, and this bad happened to me and this bad, and I'm just authentic and I'm this. And it's like, man, you know, if we're going to really address the, you know, the glass ceiling or guys getting paid more than us or guys having more power in certain circumstances than us, all our like most powerful, most famous women can't be the ones like talking about like their life's falling apart over and over. It's concerning. I feel like it's something we're being taught and I'm coming from an entrepreneur perspective because I was even um, just writing an email about this whole concept of know, like, and trust. So Mm -hmm. we're always taught that people do business or collaborate with people that they know, like, and trust. In order to know, like, and trust you, you have to be open and vulnerable. And I feel like that's a little bit misinterpreted. And I always talk about reframing know, like, and trust because I, I think the concept is true. But knowing doesn't mean knowing everything. I mean, I'm still a private person. You don't see a whole lot about like my children or whatever, because it's mine. You know, I'll refer to my children all the time as here's my nugget because I'm still all like crazy people are all place. <laughs> I don't want you to know my child's name. So um, knowing is familiarity and you can build that in a lot of different ways. Liking is instead of thinking, oh, they like me, it's like, does this person bring you joy? And trusting doesn't mean that I've told you all my deepest and darkest secrets. Sometimes trust means integrity. Is this person going to do what they say they're going to do? Are you doing what you say you're going to do? So how people have interpreted, I think this is where the challenge comes in. No like and trust is like, oh, I have to just like put myself out there and expose my entire life. And then you see, at least I've seen, people online then having these huge regrets that their entire life is open and then they had a horrible breakdown and then they, you know, delete everything and hide in a corner. And I think that as long as what you're sharing is truly who you are, like the well-rounded you and not just the, you know, here's the part of me that I'm going to share to get more likes or engagement on my post you, um, then you know, whatever you share is what you share. Now, for some people, they might be a little bit more on the woe is me side. For other people, they might be kind of wackadoo and crazy and fun. But I I think if once we, people understand, know, like, and trust, and reframe that to familiarity, joy, and integrity, you get to see a lot more of a a well-rounded human, you know, a real and and more authentically rounded human. Mm-hmm. And you even dropped a little hint about, yes, I like pizza, right? And I don't know if anyone else caught that. Okay. But that's, you know, if I'm a pretty good connector too. So, <laughs> you know, when people say like, okay, say I'm on a date and I don't want them to know everything about me, right? Or in a work situation where it's not appropriate for them to know that like, I just started antidepressants three days ago, right? Like that, those are like over the line things that you do not have to bring in as a part of your first impression to be authentic, right? So far from what we're talking about, but you can, you know, I always tell people like you can drop in a story about a childhood pet or something from so long ago that it, it doesn't mean they can like Google you online and 
become, you know, a stalker, right? It's like, oh yeah, I used to have, well, I was telling my son recently, we had this cat, we named it Big Mama because we could never like get it to like get it fixed before it was pregnant again. And it had so many, and we, I mean, she had cats in trees, she had cats and it was like mm-hmm. these it got to the point that the poor kittens were like deformed. Like, I mean, they would have little like tripod legs and would like walk on the front legs. They're a little like, I mean, it's a terrible memory as a kid. And <laughs> as a this was the first big mama, the pregnant cat with deformed kittens. <laughs> I'm like, this is something that I definitely need to like, that I will always remember about you. <laughs> It's so true. So true. Gray cat. She was gray. She had babies in trees. And so we would all, like, we kept taking her to the vet. We'd be like, okay, finally, she stopped nursing, right? Because you didn't want to get her fixed and her babies die. So then we take her to the vet and they'd be like, she's already pregnant again. <laughs> Big mama was active. <laughs> she's she living the life. Um, you know, but that's a really funny, con- I mean, that's obviously a funny one. I was telling my son about that yesterday. So it's what made me think about it. But, you know, the connection piece, it's like you are, you feel like you know something about me and it's true. And we laughed and we connected, but it isn't like there's, it's, there's no way that can come back to really hurt me. You can be authentic right? with boundaries. That's what yeah. I hear you saying. Uh, and I think that's that's the misinterpretation. Like in order to be authentic, you have to be like, Bleh, lay it all out there. It's like, no, I just want, you know, my thing is if someone were to come to my house right now, personality wise, mood wise, way that I look is going to be pretty similar to what you see in right. other settings. Now, I may not talk about the exact same things. You may not be privy to certain things in my life, but I mean, if you know me, you you like Sarah, we talk like six months from now, or I see you at a conference, you'll be like, oh, Jennifer, and then I mentioned big mom of the pregnant cat. But you know, it I but I didn't tell you that I was on antidepressants or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like I we authentic authenticity is often just miss what is the word that I was looking to use? It's it's misappropriated. I don't know if that's the right term, but I agree completely. And especially can go from the workplace, you know, coaching people on like, um, well, yeah, why'd you leave your last job? Well, because my boss was a BITCH, right? And it's like, whoa, 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 you know, that's like, uh, okay, true or true or no, right? That's not the brand. That's not the impression, you know, brand in a very healthy way. And I talk about personal brands, it's like, yes, Coca-Cola, you know, when they say it's refreshing, well, it actually is. I mean, it's not good for you, but you know, it doesn't have to be brand. That's a lie. It can be something that right. is, that is true. And, um, humor is kind of one of my brands, which I've gotten in trouble for, you know, people sometimes <laughs> they'll say, doesn't she know she's talking about serious things? Why is she like not taking this seriously? And I'm like, Oh, okay. You can be as sad as you want. Like you go do you like, you go be sad. Like, you know, I've already well, you done bring it. Up, you bring up such a good point because I think, and uh, you know, in terms of talking about connection and authenticity, that you want to connect with people that you're supposed to connect with, mm-hmm. which means that you have to be. I mean, if you're funny and you have, I make really bad jokes. I have lots of pop culture references. That's just who I am, and I would like to attract people who understand and appreciate that because if they don't, then either they're going to be disappointed, I'm going to be disappointed, or I will put on some sort of fakeness and then I'm not being me. 
sometimes I think we are so scared to really open up and be ourselves because we've been told like, here are the rules for what women should act like, what they should look like, what they can talk about, what's appropriate, what's not. And, you know, when I was, you know, here's another little nugget. When I was in therapy in college, my um, therapist told me, gosh, you have a lot of rules for yourself. Where did this come from? And it made me really think about, gosh, I do have a lot of rules. Like I'm not allowed to do this. And I couldn't date someone who did this and blah, 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 blah. And I realized once I examined what was really true for me, what I believed versus what other people told me I should do, gosh, just the weight of those other people's expectations melted away. And then I just started really having fun. So yeah, there's no should. The only should is do the thing that you should, that you feel that you should be doing and don't worry about what everybody else is telling you. My mom had someone who told her, where is it written? You know, things like, oh, I can't date a guy who, we'll say has a tattoo. I'm just using a silly example, right? So I can't date a guy who has a tattoo. Where is it written? Where is that written? You know, I can't date a guy who has a child already. I can't date a guy who, my husband always says he would never want to date anybody in the medical field, just just kind of hospitals and stuff. You know, that's just his thing, right? But it's like, where is it written? Where is it written? You know, whatever that rule is, kind of kind of goes with what you're saying. I love that. I'm going to write that down. That's where it's written. I wrote it down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so Jennifer, we talked, I want to, we covered a lot. So I really want women to have permission to say the good things about them. Right. I, we talked yes. about that. Uh, we talked about, you know, the, the balance and boundaries of authenticity that it can mean inappropriate settings like, Okay, we talked family, religion, and politics right before, you know, this call. And we are also, we're coaches, we're in that space. It's just, it's a, it's kind of a different world. That is not a conversation I would have with someone I've just met at the grocery store. <laughs> yes, right? correct. Um, but, you know, and then we we talked about, you know, um, that being authentically you is in the shoulds and, and not following any, any rules. Uh, any other points from our conversation that you just want to really like, stick in, stick in with people and with our listeners? Yeah, I think, ask yourself, am I having fun? Because I really, truly believe that when you set those boundaries, when you um, think about authenticity, when you take up space, you have fun. You are stepping into your perfect self and that perfect self is going to be happy and joyful all the time. But, you know, that's the test. It's like, if, if I'm, if I'm doing this thing, does it feel good? Does it feel right? Does this feel like who I am? And if the answer is yes, keep going. If the answer is no, then, you know, reflect on that a little bit and figure out how to do it. And, and it's when you start truly being that bright light, that is you you're going to attract other really cool, bright lights. You you may not know where they come from. You may not understand, but, you know, stop forcing it. Just be yourself. That sounds really bright and old school, but yeah, be yourself and the right people will be connected to you. When I was dating my husband, uh, you know, because I do talk a lot about dating and I said, if he's nice to me, I'll keep moving toward him. And if he's not nice to me, I'll move away from him. And it was just this crazy simple. Like when you, you know, talking about being yourself or something, it's like when you say it out loud, it seems so simple. It's like, 
well, surely it's got to be harder than that, you know? And that was my process for dating. And then um, just as you were saying, whether it's, you know, I hire out my spreadsheets and hire out a lot of my detail work because I'm just not, I, can I do it? Yes. Do I feel exhausted and overwhelmed? Am I more irritable? Am I, yes, right? Some people are really good at that stuff. They feel like, Oh, look how clean and beautiful is this such joy. <laughs> like it's terrible, right? You know, and just something like that. It's a very similar to the concept. If if the task is nice to you, <laughs> move towards move it. Toward it. <laughs> move away from it, you know, or or move into the things like like connecting um, that you are so so good at. So why don't you tell people where they can find out more about you and your work? Well, thank you, Sarah. Um, if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can go to jennifernagel.co slash links. And so it's not .com, it's .co slash links. Co-nectar. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. I'm going to have to steal it. Oh, John, that's funny. I'm just kidding. I mean, not really. Because I'm going to say nice things about myself. I'm very funny. <laughs> you're awesome. You're funny and you're lots of fun. And I'm going to say I love spreadsheets and I am that nerd and I absolutely own it. <laughs> it makes me feel good. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm just jealous. Like, I'm like, man, to be good at this, what a superpower, you know? And then people are like, you're good at plenty of things, Sarah. I'm like, supposed to all be different and shine in our own ways. That's what makes it so much fun. And just because you don't like spreadsheets doesn't mean we can't be friends. It just be, you know, I, <laughs> oh, you don't like Excel? Bye. No, kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, and, and that's why the whole authenticity piece is important. You got to shine and be your, you have to be you because there's no one else who can do that job in this whole world. So there are things that are supposed to happen because you have your talent, your personality or whatever. And to not do that is like depriving yourself of happiness and depriving the world of, you know, a great thing that should be happening. So girl, get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Nagel, thank you for helping us get it together today. You guys check her out at Jennifer. Bertnagel.co as in connector slash links, right? That's right. I got it. I got it. And um, thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Have you ever heard anything on the toxic person proof podcast or read anything in my book, becoming toxic person proof and thought, Oh my gosh, I just wish I had known this 10 years ago or 20 years ago, or I wish my daughter knew this. Well, if so, a way that you can help other women and other people on their journey to becoming toxic person-proof and save them from the pain that you endured, the confusion you endured, is leaving a review. You don't have to use your real name. You can just go to reviews, hit those stars, hit a message, uh, go to Amazon, write, or go to Goodreads, write a review about toxic person-proof, wherever you find yourself in the world and it is so helpful to other women to know this is information they can trust not just more information about narcissism but but tips tricks tools to help them move forward to build an amazing life after a toxic relationship thank you so much for those of you who've already 
written a review. It's paying it forward, helping the next woman uh, as she sorts through information like, okay, this is what I need. This is what I need. So thank you so much for those of you who have left a review. And if you haven't, this is your chance. So give me some stars and help other women on their journey to becoming toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.